Here it is, the Pistons Pod, with your host, Matt Derry. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Thank you for listening and tuning in. It is another installment and edition of the Pistons Pod right here at Pistons.com. Boy, oh boy, what a an exciting game, certainly. Wednesday night at the LCA, Pistons falling short as the Clippers made a great run in the fourth quarter to knock off the Detroiters 198. Jeremy Grant back in the lineup and healthy. A tremendous performance again with 28 points. Pistons played the Clippers back-to-back. Just fought them tooth and nail, but uh, coming away with a couple of losses. We'll talk about it a little bit, and we'll talk about Jeremy Grant, Troy Weaver, Rob Murphy, and Isaiah Stewart, all with a man that has connection to all of them. That is University of Washington head coach Mike Hopkins is coming up momentarily as our guest today on the program. Hop is a terrific guy, and boy, he goes way back with Troy, and, and certainly he was Isaiah Stewart's college coach. Uh, with the Huskies there at UW for the one year. We'll talk to him about recruiting Isaiah and what he's seen from Isaiah now at the NBA level uh, with the Pistons. We're going to talk to Hop in a second. First, though, uh, we we have to send our condolences, certainly, to the family of Dr. Ben Pellucci. Uh, Ben was a guy that I knew very well for many, many years, and uh, last week passed away at the age of 84. He was the Pistons team doctor for many, many years. And when you talk about the glory days of the Pistons and the bad boys and the going-to-work teams, you always saw that guy in the, in the light-colored suit sitting behind the bench um, and, and sort of Mike Abdenauer's right-hand man uh, when Abs, uh, the longtime team trainer, needed the doctor, and that was Dr. Ben. Uh, Dr. Ben Pellucci um, w- was just a tremendous individual and somebody that didn't want to be in the spotlight. He had this raspy voice. He, he didn't want to be up front. Uh, and on camera, and I used to ask him all the time when players would get hurt, Dr. Ben, why don't you go out there and, and, and help tend to, to Ben Wallace or to Tayshawn Prince? And he always used to tell me, he would say, Matt, uh, Abs has got it. If he needs me, I'm here. He just was such a class act and, and loved the Pistons so much. And his family, his sons, his daughter, his wife, uh, they just they loved being up at the Palace back in the day for all the games and uh, Dr. Ben Pellucci passing away at the age of 84. So we send our condolences certainly to his family. All right. I guess this week on the Pistons pod, boy, this is going to be a lot of fun to talk to this guy. When, when, when you look at where Detroit is right now and the amount of people, whether it's the front office or on the roster that have connections with Washington head coach, the Huskies, Mike Hopkins, it's incredible. Uh, there's a big line of, of Syracuse guys and now Washington guys with Isaiah Stewart here in Detroit. And we get some time with uh, Coach Hop right now. Michael, uh, great to catch up, my friend. Nice talking to you, man. I'm happy to be on. So uh, you look up and you say, I, you got to be a Pistons fan, right? Uh, <laughs> you're, you're so far away out in Seattle, but you got to be a uh, you got to be a Detroit Pistons fan now with all the the Syracuse connections and, of course, your connection with Isaiah Stewart, right? Well, yeah. You just you know what? It's like um, you know seeing Troy there and then uh, you know drafting Isaiah. Is it was uh, there's no question you become a Pistons fan automatically, and uh, it's fun to to watch them doing this thing together, seeing their progress, and really really special. Tell me about um, let let's start with Troy Weaver. You uh, were an assistant, of course, under Jim Beheim for many years, uh, even the interim coach at one time, acting head coach when Jim was suspended, and, and had a chance to coach uh, likes of Jeremy Grant as well. But you and Troy Weaver on the staff together. When the championship was won, what was that like? And and did you realize, sitting next to Troy for all those years, that one day he would be running an NBA team? 
Well, I'll tell you this. I remember the first time I met Troy, there was an opening on staff. And I, at the time, was the called the restricted earnings, the third assistant. And Coach Beheim hired Troy, and then he put me on the road. And um, I was just young and, and aggressive and loved people and wanted to, you know, do a great job. And I was really lucky to work with Troy, a guy who had tremendous experience in the business. But his gift, he had a gift for like really understanding and finding talent. I'd never been around somebody that could just see it differently and recognize what that person not only is, but what they could be. And, uh, and then on top of it, he, he did whatever he could to help me become the best. And so we had a great relationship and, you know, our first year we were, I always remember we were, uh, we had a, a really good recruiting class uh, and then the following year, he had recruited uh, Carmelo Anthony, and it just boomed. And I remember, and I'll give you one example, Matt, not to string this, but Troy said to me, we were recruiting a kid named Matt Walsh, who was a really good player, McDonald's yeah. All-American out of Florida. And I said to him, and we had recruited Philadelphia, and I said, Troy, Matty Walsh is really good. He goes, he called me Hoppy. He goes, Hoppy. He goes, I got this guy, it's Carmelo Anthony. And I want you to go to this slam dunk to the beach. We're going to go watch him. I'd never heard of him, never seen him. And he puts his hand up high like the top of a mountain. He goes, Hoppy, Carmelo here. And he puts his other hand down. He goes, <laughs> Matt Walsh down here. And I go, there's no way. Right, right. There's no way. And then we went to a game, and they were playing against uh, Curtis Sumter and Jason Frazier. I can't remember the name of the team. And uh, slam dunk to the beach. And Mello got in layup lines, and he had the, the cornrows, and he had the headband around his neck. And it was like the first time that I saw Ken Griffey Jr. play for the first time. It was this kid that had like this halo around him that was so special. And I looked at Weave, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, you are right. And every time that Troy's ever told me about somebody or did anything, he's always been right. And uh, so to see him be a GM, I knew he would be in, in whatever he decided to do, he would reach the top of the field for sure. You know, it's interesting. I talked to Coach Beheim over the summer, and he was like, finally, you know, what took so long for him to really get this opportunity to run his own franchise? And he has come to Detroit, Mike, and just blow, blown it up to an extent. I mean, the roster turnover, but you're right, unearthing these guys, it's exactly what this organization has needed. He has been, he's got an incredible, incredible vision. He's very clear on, on what he wants and how he's going to build something. And then he's going to see it through. And uh, going back to even like Isaiah, a lot of people, you know, you, you know, you talk to a lot of people in the business and they're looking this way, this way. He knew it when he saw that he was just, he was going to be a piston. <laughs> you know what I mean? and, and I know Weave, and he knows talent. He not, he not only can see what you are, he can see what you can be. And I think that's a special gift. And I also believe this. I think it was meant to be for him to be in Detroit. And, you know, like everything happens for a reason. And he's been put into a great place that just fits on that toughness, that, you know, that Detroit city feel. Um, and that's, that is Troy Weaver through and through. So I'm just happy he's in a place where his values align with not only the organization, but the city. And he's, uh, can't wait to see them in the playoffs making, you know, championship runs in the future. Just really excited to see him do it. 
Mike Hopkins with us on the Pistons pod, the head coach of the University of Washington. Of course, Isaiah Stewart's college coach for, for one year. Um, let's talk about Isaiah for a second because you and I were talking before I hit record here. He's become a kind of a legend already here only as a rookie because, uh, you know, it's, he, he's reminding people already, Mike, uh, of Rodman and Ben Wallace. I mean, did you know? I, obviously, he was a McDonald's All-American and you were able to grab him out at UW, but did you realize he would have this kind of impact this quickly here? Yes. He was a guy, if, you know, when you're around him and you try to explain about Isaiah Stewart to people, and I've never seen somebody that was so focused on where he was going to go, you know, where he was going in his life. I've never seen a guy so determined. And then, I, you know, there's the, the focus and the determination, but then there's the work. And then he's got a chip on his shoulder, which fits the city of Detroit, right? I mean, it's a tough. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to do whatever it takes to win, and it's going to be the hard way. And, and it doesn't matter what I have to do to win, but I am going to do it. And that's what makes him so special. And you mentioned Ben Wallace and Dennis Rodman. Imagine if those guys could really shoot the three. <laughs> yeah. Isaiah could really shoot the three. <laughs> and Isaiah is just scratching the surface. And, and, and you know, I know him so well. He was the guy that, you know, when, you know, he, he got to the top of high school basketball by people saying that he's the 70th best player and then he's the 40th best player. And everybody he had a chance to play against, he just studied, outperformed, and then he became the number one player. And he did the same thing in college. We didn't have the success wins and losses of that he wanted, but you just knew the trajectory that he was going to be, you know, and what his career was going to be. So, so wait a minute. I don't see him. Uh, yeah, so, so, so how does Mike Hopkins land? Uh, and I'm not saying, hey, look, Washington's a, a great school. Look what the Pac-12 did in the tournament. I know you're probably yeah. pumped for your conference after what took place yeah, yeah. in March Madness. But how did yeah, you yeah. how did you get Isaiah Stewart to come out there? Well, first of all, uh, we had a kid uh, our first two years named Noah Dickerson. We threw the ball into the post, the third or fourth most of any other team in the country. So that was proven. A lot of a lot of college basketball, they don't throw the ball inside, and we wanted to play through him. Number two, I had known Isaiah since he's been in the seventh or eighth grade uh, before everybody else knew him and had developed a relationship. And the one thing that I'll ta- tell you why values align and why it was such a great fit with Isaiah and Troy, they're arguably two of the most loyal people in the world. Uh, loyal to who their friends are and the people, and it's it's un unrelenting. You know, Isaiah was a kid, and we had great success. We went to the tournament we built, and he was just on that trajectory. He wanted to be different. He wanted to be loved, and he wanted that trust. And we had built that over time. And you can't you can't get that in a year of recruiting. Yeah. You know, and that was overtime. And so just, you know, just a special, special, special player and person. You should do a commercial for the transfer portal opposite. <laughs> talking about right. talking about loyalty and, and, and getting to know a guy for four years and or five years in seventh, eighth grade, and then getting him to come to your program. And I can't even imagine what you're going through as a head, head basketball coach at a, a D1 school right now, brother. It's a, 
it's, it's hard, you know, the transfer portal and the, the rules change and it'll allow players to play right away and not have to sit out as change that uh, for the betterment of the kid, the student athlete. But, uh, you know, times are changing and they're changing rapidly. And that's one of the things that made, you know, Isaiah just so special too, is he was, he was the, the modern day player with old school values uh loyalty hard work all those things that you know have a you know foundational uh, that you just know is he's built on such a solid foundation when did you know on draft night or did you know like weeks ahead of time days were you texting with troy did you turn to your wife and go i'm telling you if we watch the draft tonight he's going to detroit there's the it was almost like he was flagged to be there and the pistons didn't even have picks at the time the greatest thing about Troy was is whatever we have to do to get him, we're going to get him. He's a piston. He fits what we do. And I know how Troy is his whole life. He's always been able to have a vision and been able to go out there and do it. And so, you know, I've never been in a draft room. I don't understand it. But Troy's always been a, a man of his word in terms of what he has envisioned. And he knew how much he wanted Isaiah and how he was going to use the draft. Uh, and picks, and so um, you know, it's it's uh, you know, you know, there's certain things called GSDs, and I'm not going to say what the S stands for, but it's get whatever that means done. And he's always a, a GSD; he gets it done. Mike Hopkins with us, head coach at the University of Washington, of course, the college coach of Isaiah Stewart, uh, coached alongside a uh, Troy Weaver, of course, our, our general manager here with the Pistons, and. Uh, certainly, you also coach Jeremy Grant. How, how about the job that he has done this year, um, getting the basketball and being the go-to guy for an NBA organization? He, you know, uh, being a couple of Syracuse guys talking here, Mike, when he, when he was with us for the the year um, at SU, he was a young kind of rollish player. But now, boy, oh boy, I'm sure this doesn't surprise you at all that he's become this this 20 point per game scorer at the NBA level. Well, number one. You know, Jeremy, is his talent, even his years at Syracuse, you could always see, yeah, he had, if you ever go, you Google the, the uh, YouTube, the uh, Boston College put-back dunk. Yeah. Uh, at Boston College. It's very, like there's four people on the planet Earth that could have done what he did. And, and then on top of that, put together a guy who has an incredible work ethic not going to compare it like this but it's like isaiah right they just they want to be great and then on top of it like isaiah arguably one of the greatest kids you've ever been around like a good person and those are all the ingredients right and so you know i I never knew that he would be the guy that could score 25 a night in the nba um but you knew that he was going to reach his potential which would have been an elite starter in the nba and to see him have the success uh, is just so much fun to watch. And it's like, and that's what this, what, what this sport is so great, right? Watching people that you've been around and seeing them and their dreams come true. And then even going further and beyond of what you thought they could do. And and seeing Jeremy do it, I remember the kid where his mom would send him, you know, these big packages of candy to get on the plane and we'd be there and, family members at his games when we would play uh, in different areas and just this kid who had this infectious smile on his face you know guys like him and isaiah i couldn't imagine the energy that they bring into practice every day into that arena they're like happy people you know 
And uh, to have them and to see them together and see them have success is really, really cool. And, and it's about building a foundation with the Pistons and certainly kind of resurrecting or restoring, as Troy Weaver says, with some of the championship greatness that has been with this organization. But to be around, like you said, good people. And you know, Jeremy Grant made it a point to say that one of the reasons I came here wasn't just because I also you know signed for three at 60, but I want to be around good people and Troy Weaver's good people and Dwayne Casey. And uh, that, that, like you said, uh, Hop, that, that's, that's good stuff. And that's another thing with Coach Casey. I, When I was at Syracuse my first year, a mentor of mine was Tim Gergerich, Coach Gerg, who had been involved with the Pistons, Sean Sweeney, who I'd known, uh, you know, great. But Coach, Coach, uh, I would go visit Coach Gerg uh, the first time I'd ever been in Seattle when they were really good with the Supersonics, and that's where I met Coach Casey. And it's funny just seeing all these guys and all the connections and even you being – uh, working with the Pistons. It's just so cool. And so when you say Pistons fan, heck yes, I'm a Pistons <laughs> fan. How can you not be a Pistons fan? And then let, let's throw the icing on the cake here. Rob Murphy, uh, who I worked with at Eastern Michigan for a little while and uh, did some of their games. Murph's the best. Is, I mean, talk about bleeding orange like you do, Mike, and like I do, but Murph loves the Cuse. Uh, you know, coaches at Eastern now, he's going to get an opportunity to run the G League franchise and work alongside Troy Weaver. I know uh, you know, it's like the revolving door of chairs of former assistant coaches now uh, with the Pistons. It's kind of cool. Yeah, Murph uh, had, had replaced Troy when he got the job, and they had a great relationship. And Murph was another guy like Weave. He just he had a great vision for players, great work ethic. You know, I learned a lot from um, from Murph. He, he was also a great defensive coach. You know, he, he had helped in terms of just keep building the zone in a lot of ways. And now you see a lot of teams in the NBA starting to use zone. So, it's, uh, you know, a lot of teams don't know how to teach it. Murph is one of the best teachers at it. So you'll be another great asset in terms of another way to play, another, you know, uh, way that uh, maybe you get an advantage to win a championship. One more question for Mike Hopkins. The Isaiah Stewart situation, you, you mentioned he can really shoot the three and, Obviously, when you see a big man step out like he does and, and knock a few down, but where, where, where does that come from and how do you, because you, you said, if I'm recruiting a big and I show him, whether it was Dickerson or Isaiah, that we throw it in the post, how do you balance that out with the game changing so much, Hop? Not only at your level at the Pac-12 and in college, but with the NBA where everybody's stepping out and shooting threes. Guys are passing up open dunks for threes. Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, it's... It's the way the game is, but, you know, in college, where Isaiah's strength was, was obviously he could do that, but we knew he could shoot, you know, and, and you know, part of shooting is he shot, I think it was 76, 77% from the foul line. Mechanics were good, you know, but he had his game, and we were going to try to help him grow his game, but he would sit tirelessly hours and hours after practice working on it, and knowing it, I probably should have, I was probably a dumb coach. I probably should have let him shoot it more from the three, but he was a guy that it was all about winning to him. And whatever the coach wanted him to do, he was just going to do it because that's who he is. And, uh, you know, I I know uh, Troy went to go watch him uh, during the recruiting process for the NBA when you would watch kids and saw him shoot for the first time. And it was like, you know, wow. (laughs) People used to say, Montrez Harrell, all these other names, and I'm like, okay, imagine those guys with a dynamite jump shot, and 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 then just see what that potential would be. And so, he's just sky's the limit with him. He's just going to keep getting better and better and better. 
Um, but it's, it's, it's so much fun to watch the success and even watching them defend off ball screens. People say you can't play in the NBA if you play zone. <laughs> Isaiah will get into you. He'll guard anybody man-to-man. He can move his feet with his size. He's, he's a pretty unique player, man, pretty special. Well, I have I've kidded I've kidded both Troy and, and Murph about hey you know when are the Pistons going to go to that Bayheim zone but uh, <laughs> not hasn't happened yet. Well, they, they, hey, it's evolving. It would be a nice. Uh, Jeremy knows her pretty well. Isaiah knows her pretty well. Yeah, and uh, you know it's a, it's interesting to see if they if they move forward with it. But uh, just uh, just excited to see their growth and see what that what that organization is going to be. Uh, Hop Real Tree, catching up with you. Uh, thanks so much for the time. It was uh, great to, to chat about so many uh, Huskies and Syracuse uh, connections here in Detroit. All the best, my friend. Uh, you're the best. Great talking to you. And uh, can't wait to, to go out there and watch a game. Man, what a treat that was to talk to Mike Hopkins, the head coach at the University of Washington, the Huskies, the former Pac-12 Coach of the Year about three, four years ago. Man that uh, snagged Isaiah Stewart from a lot of big-name schools to come out and play for Washington for one year and, again, sat on the sidelines uh, as a Syracuse assistant coach under Jim Beheim with both Troy Weaver and Rob Murphy and, of course, uh, was an assistant coach at SU when Jeremy Grant was there for two years. So we thank Hop for coming on the podcast today. We thank you for listening here on Pistons.com. We'll talk to you again next week.